to another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I'm your host today, and we are going to jump back into another segment of our conversation with my good friend, Mark Jones. He's the author of the book, Unscripted, and it is a great uh, book and devotional kind of all packed into one. Uh, There is a link to be able to purchase the book located in the show notes. Encourage you to go check that out. Uh, it's, It's one of those life changing books, I really encourage. Uh, then, So the first time that we got together with uh, Pastor Mark Jones, who also is a prayer pastor at Manor House Church in Portland, Oregon, uh, he we talked about the concept of a 40-day worship challenge to really kick off uh, a commitment to our time alone with God. And then last time we got together, we talked about surrender and how really it is appropriate that it's the first thing that we talk about in this conversation of connecting with God, because it really is the first step in the journey. You have to surrender your agenda, your plans, your purposes, and begin to be open to what he would have for you, recognizing through a place of humility that he might actually know better than you as crazy as that sounds, uh, then today we're going to take the next step in the journey and talk about the concept of celebrate, what it means to worship and celebrate our King. And so we're going to go ahead and jump into that conversation. I know that it will be a blessing to you. So uh, tune on in, enjoy, and I will catch you on the other side. And uh, basically the reflections in that book, we're, we're actually just talking about them as steps to intimacy with God is that's kind of the reason we're created is to bring honor and glory to his name. And I like how, um, the, uh, one of the confessions is, you know, we, he's more most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. And, uh, just what a powerful idea that is. And so we started out our journey talking about a 40 day worship challenge. I mean, if you go way back, you and I did a couple episodes on the first 15 and just dedicating the first part of the day to God. Um, in this series, we started out talking about the 40-day worship challenge, having tenacity, doing it together, providing tools. Uh, and then we came back in our last episode and we talked about the first step uh, to uh, intimacy with God is surrender. Our biggest challenge and our greatest opportunity Um, the doorway to intimacy, and the importance of building a habit of surrender. And now we're jumping into uh, number two, the second step, and that is uh, celebrate. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like and jump into kind of the idea of worship in that celebration, but uh, probably try to not end the day on just the stereotypical picture of worship, be that a worship service or listening to a worship song. So we want to actually kind of expand that picture out a little bit so we can go, huh. So hopefully when the listener uh, clicks off on the podcast at the end of this episode today, that they walk away with a greater understanding of what it means and actually uh, uh, perhaps even feel a little bit of freedom to express themselves and like just enjoy and celebrate who God is and what he's done um, and not feel limited or boxed in by maybe pre predisposed ideas of of what it means to interact with God. So welcome in Mark. How are you today? 
Doing good. Glad to be here, Rick. It's an honor to be with you and, and with the listeners. This is a wonderful time together. Thank you. So as you wrote the book um, and you got to the celebrate chapter, tell me, tell me kind of where you were at and why, why this was, why was it number two and why is it important to you? Well, I think the, the foundation of celebrate, the whole idea is that we're created to worship, that we're built to worship. And I was uh, just recently kind of to, to frame this in a little bit. And before we get to the musical expression of that or the physical expression of that, lifting hands or something, uh, that we're actually created to worship, that, that worship is an expression of love. It's, it's, it's our expression back to God, and it's our life uh, being placed in his hands, and, and yet there's an expression, there's a, there's a musical expression. We're created with music in us. We're created, and I'll read a couple scriptures, but when I was with this one guy, he said, and he was a psychologist, and he, he, he covers a lot of ground with a lot of people. And uh, fundamentally, he said, we're built to worship and, and we're created to worship. And I, of course, had written this, this book. So I'm like, I'm all in. Like, yes, I'm all in on this. Like every morning, like, let's worship the Lord. Let's, let's, let's sing. Let's praise. And, and one of the reasons Celebrate came in early was was when I was sitting on that very first day in that coffee shop and list, I, I wasn't expecting this to happen. But remember, I'm under siege, pressure, and, 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 and depressed and discouraged, and circumstances are troubling, and, 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 and things are not, I can't figure things out. And the harder I try to figure it out, seems like I'm making a more of a mess of it or my reactions are making more of a mess and I'm not even feeling led I'm just I'm just I'm just surviving I don't know if any listener out there just gets to the place where they're just surviving it's a bad place the devil always works through this is how I believe he works he works through the first thing he does is he isolates us he just gets us thinking in our thoughts that no one else is going through this, where God doesn't like me. All these, he's always, always isolating us away from God and away from others. And we are, we're very good at it. We can just slip into a cave of, of despair. But then he discourages us. He's, and I always say God's very, very personal. And the devil is very, very personal too. Have you ever noticed that when he gets personal, it's granular. It's down to, it's down to dissecting your personality and it's down to things you've done in the past and it's down to you're never gonna amount to anything. And, and, but he doesn't just say it with some general sense. It's usually very personal, very granular. Same with God. He's very personal, very granular too. I love you, you're amazing. You're my kid, you know, <laughs> great to hear those things. You know, people are starving for affirmation. They're starving to be in this dynamic, this relational dynamic. And then the enemy discourages, then he brings us to hopelessness. 
and we know what that does. That's a very, that's a very sad ending to those kinds of things. Cause you have to, by that time you have to medicate in order to cope. And then you, so you might be on listening and you having to medicate, you, you, you have to do something. You might find yourself snared. One guy came to me and he said, I, I'm not laughing, but he said, I'm, I'm really deep in the pornography and I think I, I'm probably going to have to end my marriage, you know, all these things. And I started laughing. I was, I'm a dentist. I was treated. I started laughing. I said, it's an intimacy problem. <laughs> and all you need to do is turn that, all that focus onto the Lord, all that celebration onto the Lord, all that. And sure enough, that all cleared up. That all went away. All these, <laughs> I was thinking, wow, is it this simple? Is it, I mean, really, is, is, is always our answer God? Is he, is it, is it that simple? Is, is seven steps to intimacy? Is it if we get there and we just keep walking with him out at the last step obedience and this whole thing is wrapped around worship and intimacy and this dynamic of being close? Well, I was in the coffee shop. I didn't realize it. But as the music was playing, it was strumming something in my heart. There was a melody being produced, something I hadn't heard for a while. It was a, it was, it was a celebration. It was a dynamic. You know, after every victory in the old dead, they celebrated God. They celebrate everything He did. And he, we're the Book of Remembrance. We're we're supposed to remember. We take communion. We're supposed to remember. We're, what we're doing is we're celebrating God. We're, we're celebrating who he is, just who he is. We're celebrating what he's done. We know what he's done. He sent Jesus. We have salvation. I mean, we, could, we have all these things to celebrate, to worship him, and to come into connection with him. All of the songs are about God's deliverance, his health, his strength. You know where most of those songs came from? Guys, when they were in the dregs, they had to release this worship to the Lord to receive his presence, although they were songwriters. If you ever hear the backstory of most songs, it's coming out of brokenness, challenge. It's where they're reaching up to heaven. That's what this whole idea of celebrate is. It's reaching up to heaven. It's, it's, it's connecting. So if the devil works through isolation, what does God work through? Connection. <laughs> That's this whole dynamic of the morning and worship and celebrating and entering into a deeper intimacy because celebrating is a, is, it has within it, it's obviously our heart first. It's making a melody. And, and I wanted to read just a scripture. Can I read a scripture? Just take a minute to read a scripture. Yeah, we this, believe in the Bible here. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean do we have time? <laughs> no, I'm just checking time. No, Ephesians 5, 18 to 20. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, listen to this. It's almost a reference to the true and the real and, the, and the, what satisfies. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then it says, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs amongst yourself and making music to the Lord in your heart. 
and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's something in celebrate that mixes, blends uh, a, uh, a musical expression to God. We're created to worship and thanksgiving and praise. They all go together in this moment of adoration and, and excitement. So I want to say about celebrate, we should be so excited. There should be a dynamic that stirs our heart in this moment of celebration. Well, going back to what the guy said, he said, you're built to worship. And you're going to worship one of four things. You're going to worship God, what he made, man, or what he made. And I thought, oh, you're making this way too simple for a simple guy like me. That my celebration in the morning is about God. It's about who he is. It's about what he's done. It's about what he's doing. And it's about what he's going to do. And it's about the relationship. It's so large, this relationship we have with him. It's hard to quantitate it down to just one little thought on it. Because celebrate is our expression back to him. It's our heart making a melody. It's our life singing his praises. It's our life giving thanks. It's our hands raising. It's our feet dancing. It's a, uh, it's, I can't even contain myself when we're talking about this because I think we've restricted this devotional time to something that we can not, not limit it to what we, what we think it is, expand it to what creates this opportunity to worship the Lord. And I said, went, said some, to, to some, I like to dance in the morning and, and, and enjoy that time. Well, I noticed that dancing does an amazing thing when you're depressed. And I often wake up depressed, but I'm just waiting to see if that depression can get through the morning. So I'm just there worshiping and, and lifting up hands. And of course, nowadays with worship music at the, our disposal for free, the best worship music in all of creation is at our fingertips. We could have playlists to dance, playlists for quiet meditation, playlists for reading our Bible. We could have it with words, without words. We could, we could honestly, we can express ourselves in so many dynamic ways as the Bible describes worship. I'm just so excited about each person entering into a dimension of celebrating God. Before we get to our personal needs, before we make, I mean, probably in the celebration, the answer to our personal need has already been met. One, in his love. Two, the answer is probably already on the way. And, and so in this time of celebrating, we're really focusing, focusing on God himself and, and allowing our heart just to mingle and the power of having worship music in the dynamic is so rich that we can be aided with with you might not have a musical bone in your body 
but they, you know what? One thing came out in the Oregonian. It said this. It said people that don't have music in them often appreciate music more. And I, I had to scratch my head on that one. So I asked the worship leader, are you enjoying the music when, when worship is going on and you're not leading worship? And they go, no, it's kind of hard for me because I'm looking at all the things that aren't going quite right. I see every little detail. I, I hear every note that's not played right. I said, oh, you're being distracted. I don't have any music in me. I'm not distracted. <laughs> I can't even tell if the notes are right or wrong. And so the beautiful thing is, is that we can celebrate the Lord with deep expression coming deep from our heart and allow the physical form of expression, lifting of hands or tapping your toe or getting up actually and enjoying a moment to dance before him. I, I don't wanna tell you what to do. I wanna expand your thoughts on what you can do. Yeah, I think that this is a pretty powerful concept, just as I was reflecting on, uh, and again, going back to the book of Genesis to Adam and Eve in the garden and the kind of the, that first test. And, and what the enemy came in to do was to question, question the heart and intent and, and the character of God in, in that temptation. And so it wasn't, it wasn't about fruit. It was about relationship with God. And so this is where this celebrate piece. Uh, yes, absolutely. We're created to worship and we will worship something, uh, whether we like it or not. Like even, even in your choice to not worship, you're worshiping something. And so um, it's just what you, what you give honor and reverence towards. Um, but what we, what we do when we celebrate and we worship God is we actually it ends up doing more in us than anything that it does for God. I mean, he's perfect. He's complete. He's like, he doesn't need anything from us, though. Obviously he is big on us glorifying his name. That, that would be a priority to him. Uh, mostly because he knows when we're doing that, we're doing the, the thing that will help us be the most and the best and the most complete, all of that kind of stuff. And, but that celebration and that worship helps remind us, and that's why the every single day piece is so important. It helps reestablish and remind ourselves of who he is so that when the enemy comes in to, to, try to, to try to derail us by saying, did God say, does God want the best for you? Is that really, you know, the direction you think you should go? Can he be trusted? I mean, should you actually surrender to him? And, and if we're in a place where we have not engaged in celebration and worship of him, then we might actually be distant enough from those reminders that we would be more prone to being kind of duped by those arguments. And so... I was just thinking about how it's really a safeguarding of our soul um, to spend that time every morning rehearsing. I love that you use that word, rehearsing the goodness of God, the, the ways that he has delivered us, the, way that, the ways that he's provided for us. And then actually in the, in the challenging times where his timing isn't lining up with ours, like the answer's on the way, 
but we can't see it or sense it, um, that's when we have to just simply trust in his goodness. And so uh, I, that's where I think, man, that is such a huge, huge point. And, um, and so really we've talked about the importance of just getting there. That like you said, we're not here to tell you what to do, but you got to get there, right? To, to do whatever it is that is the expression of your heart of gratitude, uh, awe, reverence, appreciation to God. Um, so getting there is such a critical thing. We, you know, we've talked about in the 40-day worship challenge, set time, set place, set plan. Um, man, like you've got to reserve the time. Put it on your calendar. Make the appointment uh, as if you were reserving a table at your favorite restaurant um, to eat that meal with your friend, you know. And so um, now you, you have uh, developed an acrostic uh, on... Uh, the word focus. Um, how how do you what what does that acrostic mean? And uh, and then how do you, how does that kind of relate into this whole idea of celebrating him? Well, <clears throat> you know these are all pieces that have come together over time, and and the Lord did give us a little acrostic on focus because. Uh, in Hebrews, it says to fix our gaze on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And it, in, prior to that, in the Hebrews 12, 1 there, it says that weights and sins. And then it says, how do you overcome these things? Well, fixing our gaze on Jesus, yeah. the author and finisher of our faith. And someone comes to me with a problem. I say, are you meeting with the Lord in the morning? <laughs> and they go, no. And I say, well, why don't we start there? <laughs> Let, let's let's see where this problem is in 40 days. And sure enough, uh, that that problem has, has, like you said, has shrunk way down and God's gotten way bigger. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, but you know, our mind, when you, I, I tell people when they go to bed to think about this one thing, and I was thinking about this as we were talking, that we should say this, that God waits up all night for us to get up. That, that we should have on our mind when we go to bed that God is waiting for us to get up. I mean, what is our motivation? What is our desire? What, is, what will spark this uh, intimacy factor? And it's that God's waiting for us to get up. I remember one guy, <clears throat> and I'll share about focus, but... He, well, let's just say he didn't focus, and he told me I could share this. So he had some company that was coming to the house, and we're talking about getting there. Well, he made a conscious decision that I don't think, he, and he's met with the Lord, he journals, and he decided that they had company for a month, so he decided he would just forsake the, or for not do the devotions, and just, you know, because why? A different focus. He had a, he got Remember, it's the most resisted activity on the planet. And so he got a different focus. And that was to meet the needs of the people that came to the house. Well, he didn't, he didn't wake up and surrender. He didn't celebrate. He wasn't in, in his normal mode. Well, after 30 days, he told me that he woke up in this. Now, remember, the devil's working through isolation from God and others, discouragement, and hopelessness. God's working through connecting people together 
with him and with others, encouragement and hope. <laughs> anyway, 30 days goes by and he goes, he wakes up and he has this, he told me, dread, this absolute dread of loneliness and isolation and wrong thinking. Everything was crowding him. And and he said, Lord, where'd you go? And he goes, I haven't gone anywhere. He was always there. Well, the reality is God doesn't go anywhere. He's everywhere. Now we have to get this in our mind that we're not waking up in a vacuum. We're not waking up in a, in a bedroom all by ourselves or two people, husband, wife. We're not waking up in this isolation. We're waking up and the creator's right there. He never went anywhere. Only this guy went somewhere for, a, for 30 days. And he goes, and, and, he, and he said to him, and he used his name, I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> and the minute he opened his heart back up to the Lord, it just, there went the love factor. He just surrendered his will. Love filled his bucket. And it wasn't like the Lord was up there saying, hey, you haven't met with me. I'm really upset. <laughs> he knows we're frail. He knows we're fragile. He knows, but he also knows if we don't connect with him, there ain't no flow. Because <laughs> we're designed to worship on this day-to-day -day basis. And people can, can take this and try to make religion out of it. I can't even get even close to that. He's waiting up all night for me to get up. Sometimes he wakes me up so early and he goes, I'm ready. And I go, that's the problem with you. You never sleep. He doesn't have problems, but but he never sleeps or slumbers. And I'm tired. I know, but you want to be with me this morning. I guarantee it. Now, if we could come into the morning with this kind of anticipation, that while our mind is defragmenting at night, that the very first thing we have to do in the morning is rivet our gaze, fix our gaze. Then we'll understand why we can start so fragmented. Because if, the, if we don't get the frontal lobe full of God, it says if we'll focus on him, that he'll give us a, a project, a plan, a design. But if we don't fill ourselves with him in the morning, there's other things that will fill us. And this is what's so powerful about this is that the dynamic is about relationship and worship or we're, 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 we're bannering all this under worship. Even obedience is under worship. So we're talking about the opportunity to celebrate. Now we're going to give God the first. <laughs> well, no, we're going to give God the best which is the first when we feel the worst. Now, granted, <laughs> you don't feel like God feels in the morning, I guarantee you. He's all ramped up and ready to go. He's on his A game, and we're just getting up, and we're just, look, you know, we're brailing for the coffee, you know? And uh, so this whole idea of focus is so critical. Now, we did a little acrostic there to help people which was simply to, the F was for fix your gaze, Hebrews 12, 2, fix your gaze. I'm, I'm boiling down the morning, not to the first 15, it's to the first thought. 
It's what we give ourselves to the first thought. I used to think, oh, I'll just get to devotions. Yeah, I'll get there. I'll get to the chair of encouragement. I'll get there, God willing. <laughs> but I might be attacked before I ever get there if the very first thought isn't filled and focused on God because there's plenty of sins and plenty of weights that are ready to pile right back on me. <laughs> and worry being one of the biggest ones. So this is so beautiful when you think about it, that God's waiting up all night for you to get up. You're opening your eyes and you're focusing on him, fixing your gaze. Uh, oh, there is open your heart, that we're there to open up our interior to God to what he has to say, because he can't speak to us outside of our heart. That's where his voice is heard. And that's why we surrender, because we op we're opening up our heart. We're answering the door as it is in Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This was to believers to open their heart up. We, we just need to answer the door. I always say about intimacy, it takes an initiator and a responder. And in our case with God, he's always the initiator and we're always the responder. So we're in the morning answering the door. He's the one knocking on the door. That's what's so beautiful. When he wakes us up a little early, three in the morning, I want you to, I want to talk with you. There's someone to pray for and I'm going to put a burden on your heart. And you're going, I don't want a burden. <laughs> But the most satisfying thing in intimacy is to respond to the initiator. That's what's going to start happening as the flow begins. And that'll be in a second here. Connect your spirit. You know, we're body, soul, and spirit. And what's happening when we surrender in the morning is that we're connecting our heart to our spirit. Well, our spirit, the Bible tells us, has been joined with his spirit. They've been fused together. And there's a dynamic in this three triune nature of, of how he created us that our, that our guidance and our light is to come from our spirit to our heart. So when we surrender and we go into surrender land, suddenly we're in there like, whoa. <laughs> and we haven't even got there yet. We haven't even got to the celebrate but believe me by this time you're generating some celebration and 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 something starting to stir now the beautiful thing is that we're created like you said earlier we're 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 a tent we're we're a dwelling place for god he lives inside of us this is beautiful and that he wants to release his flow and power and so we just simply usher in his presence into our heart we open it up what do we do? We invite him into the house to sup with us, to dine with us, to be friends, to enjoy his presence. <clears throat> and it says in Hebrews uh, 4.16, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. We can enter boldly now into the throne room of grace. We could come in in the morning. Hello, Lord, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here by the blood of Jesus. I'm, I'm coming in. And, I'm, and, and you know what? There, and it says, there we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. The second word for prayer, the Greek word, if you boil down desis to its very root, it means we need God's help. Now I'm thinking, now here's two words for prayer 
One is to surrender and vow and make an exchange. And the other one is our basic need for his help. <laughs> I think our very first prayer in the morning should be, Lord, help me. I need you. <laughs> and you know what? He'll be very present right there to help you. And believe me, he already knows your worries. So you can cast your cares on the Lord. I have five essentials for your first thought. We won't go into those right now. We can maybe talk about those later. And then the big thing on S is start the flow. And that's what Jesus said. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink for the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Even, the, even it's so clear out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So isn't it so, wouldn't it just make sense that it's important to get the flow going first in the morning so the river of God could come through our heart because the Matthew 13 tells us our heart can be in many conditions. Stony, rock, I mean, just, just packed, packed hard, dry dirt can be thorny, but it can also be good soil. And so that's what the flow does. It, it creates in us something we can't create for ourselves. <laughs> a pure heart. Created me a pure heart, oh Lord. It, it's, it's out. You know, we don't have anything good we're bringing to the table. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> we're just dependent. And all this is creating a greater dependence on God. You know, this isn't a self-help thought, you know, or it isn't God helps those who help themselves thought. It's God helps those who ask him for help. We need his help. We're there to receive his help. I know it's, it's prideful to think we don't or we can do it or we can manage this. But again, we just ask the question, how's it going for you? you know? How's that working? You know? And how's that working how's for that you? How's that working yeah. for you? And so we really want to get our first thought. It'd be fun to talk about the five essentials to the first thought in the morning, but for another time. But it, it, this first thought, riveting, focusing. But you've got to have an object that you're focusing on. And this isn't an object. This isn't something he made. It's not man, and it's not something man-made. This is the creator of the universe we're entering into intimacy with in the morning. Celebrates just an opportunity to get the tambourine. <laughs> I got a shofar in there. I went out the backyard, and I just had to blow it just because, not recently, but I just thought, I don't know. I got to go out and make a noise to God. I just got to do something. Uh, it, I. You know, this, this dynamic of celebrate, please, listeners, please, don't put this in a box. Stretch. Let this, let this stretch you. Let this expression that you have that's living in you, your spirit came alive in, in, your, in, your, in the deepest place in you. I don't know how it all breaks out. It's a mist because it's in material, it's inside of us. But when God joined his spirit to yours, his greatest desire, the Holy Spirit, is to worship the creator through you. You're the instrument. Before you go out and do anything for God, you're the instrument that he's chosen to worship the creator. And 
and bring forth an exchange, a dynamic power, uh, uh, power, love, and a sound mind. The, the people that get through 40 days, I told you about the one young man. He was suffering from so much anxiety. But God delivered him in 40 days, and it was a journey. Wow. Came coming out of celebrating in the morning. And wow, I just think that that anymore when I think about this and I think about a person's life, like you listening, I'm thinking about what's the enemy trying to stop that God's about to unleash? What gift in you is being suppressed? What 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 pity party is holding back this 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 river that's gonna flow through you? What bad attitude needs to get knocked in the teeth and 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 and, and eliminated? What what sticks, rocks, and mud have gotten in the well that this flow is gonna just come through and clear out and make a way for the grace of God in your life? All through focus celebrating him in the morning. I am so excited for you. I'll, I, uh, let's go on a 40-day worship challenge. We're on day 14. If you haven't started and you're just starting this, come on. Let today be day one or tomorrow morning be day one. Let's go on one wow. together. Let's get radical about worshiping God in the privacy of our own homes and release the power of God inside of us to bring forth a dynamic in us that's going to launch us onto a trajectory that's going to change our life forever and certainly will radically transform our worldview. <laughs> Come on, that's so good. Yeah, we really were. And like when it all when it all comes down, like the very purpose we're created is to bring honor and glory to God's name, to worship him and uh and and, and Satan decided that he wanted the honor and the glory. And so he's just constantly always trying to rob God's worship from him. So he tries to convince us and he probably figures we're not just going to straight up worship the devil. So he gives us greater uh, other opportunities to worship ourselves, to worship other, other man-made things, other things that God's created. Um, some people worship money, some people worship pleasure, some people worship recreation, some people, you know, worship food, some people like the, it goes on and on and on. And, um, and like you were talking about when you get to that place of hopelessness and you move to medication, that's usually where your, your functional God is revealed is where do you go when you are hopeless and in despair? what what is your medication what is your coping mechanism of choice and that ends up kind of being the revelator of <laughs> the revealer of where where your uh, heart adoration and attention is pointed towards hoping that that thing will bring your heart some some peace and some calm and some hope and uh, and yet god has said i'm the way the truth and the life i'm the hope I'm the life, I'm the bread, I'm the, you know, like just on and on and on. In him, we find life. And so I, I love that focus acrostic. Fix your gaze, open your heart, connect your spirit, usher in his presence, start the flow. That, um, man, I just love that picture of rivers of living water, you know, coming 
out of our life. And, and so in the Growing Faith podcast, we've talked a lot about discipleship and, and kind of evangelism and how the, the truth to the idea that the gospel came to you on its way to someone else. So God was not just trying to save you, Mark. He had somebody that you're going to reach that he also wants to save. And so we can't allow it to get stuck in us, you know? And so uh, that this prioritizing this time in the morning with the Lord allows us then to walk in the path that is going to allow the gospel to allow that living water to flow through us and water someone else's parched soil and bring life where there has only been desolation and desperation and fear and anxiety. And so uh, this really is uh, not even just a matter of your own soul, your own heart, but, but there's so much at stake here. I, I love when you were saying like, what gift in you has been suppressed? What 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 contribution that you're supposed to be making is being held at bay because you have simply not turned on the spigot for the water to flow into your life because he's already plumbed your house to receive the flow like yeah. all we all we have to do is go and and turn the thing or push the you know we just have to get there i think that's that's really you you have to get there you've got to reserve the mornings for him and focus uh, so i just man i love i think actually we should probably just wrap that up right there uh god's already plumbed your house <laughs> it's just it's waiting it's waiting he's just waiting for you to access all of the life he wants to pour into you um, and all it takes is to get there all right. Well, there you have it. There was a great conversation with Mark Jones on the Celebrate Reflection from his book, Unscripted. I hope that you found today to be uh, beneficial. Hopefully it ministered to your heart. Um, I'd encourage you to think of two or three people today that you know could benefit from hearing uh, not just this episode, but maybe parts of this whole series. And uh, go ahead and share an episode with them. Uh, you can like and you can comment and you can rate the podcast. Help us to get the word out to more people. You can also read Reach me at growingfaithpodcast at gmail.com for the host uh, email address. And also uh, would love it if you would uh, send me some feedback on what are some future topics that would be beneficial to you so that we can continue to curate content that will uh, bless you and equip you the best way possible. With that, I just say God bless you and have the most amazing day.